Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live, the podcast that is exploring the digital revolution and their incredible changes taking place across the business landscape and our personal lives. And it's interesting to think about which drives the other, whether it's businesses changing what we do personally. I happen to think it's more what we're doing in our personal lives affecting the way businesses have to behave. And one of our favorite monthly guests, one of our digital all-stars who has a real good insight into those sorts of dynamics is Bonnie Tinder, the founder and CEO of Raven Intelligence, which does peer-to-peer reviews of software projects and the partners who work on those. Bonnie, welcome back. It's always great to see you. Always great to see you too. Uh, Bonnie, you're looking particularly festive. I hope things are getting ready for, you know, a fun holiday season as well. That's right. We're in November gearing up for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So in, in the spirit. <laughs> good, good. And Bonnie, before you start, any any comments about the Chicago sports scene right now that you want to share? Oh, my goodness. Uh, that I want to share publicly? No. Um, other than, yeah, the Bears are in a rebuilding year. We have some we have some good players, but um, it's a little painful every Sunday. Okay. Okay. Well, as, as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, three and six, I share I, I share some of that pain with you. But um, Bonnie, you've always got, you know, I think these great insights that um, that that people enjoy hearing about because you can see things from sort of the inside as a technology expert, an implementation expert, somebody who understands partners, somebody who understands the business innovation that customers are trying to generate and by being able to look at and, you know, on your website there, ravenintel.com, you chronicle and lay out what goes on with a lot of these projects. But it looks like today you've got some in-depth looks at uh, what a few companies have been doing lately to try to move forward using technology to do things they weren't able to do before. So let me turn it over to you. And why don't you share some of your insights and perspectives on these big advances that some companies are making? Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I always feel that uh, the customer's voice speaks volumes and it's the it's the actual stories of customers that really engage us and help us learn. You know, certainly my company, Raven Intel, we look at implementation projects of technology and we look at a lot of numbers and some some very concrete facts about implementation. But um, attending the Oracle Cloud World Conference last month allowed both of us, Bob, you and I, and we actually got to see each other there um, in person, to be one-on-one -on -one with clients and hear the day in the life scenarios with them. And so what I thought would be really interesting to talk about today is three um, companies that I had the opportunity to hear from at that Oracle conference um, and to, to talk about some of the, the stories that they had around their implementation. So I attended a lot of the, the various um, you know, sessions there. It was great to be part of the, you know, certainly the keynotes with the executive team. It was great to see Oracle bringing the customers as part of almost every single presentation. Um, so it's not so much talking about nuts and bolts of the technology, but really making the technology story uh, relevant through those keynotes. So that was, I really enjoyed that piece of it. Um, and, um, you know, even going a little bit 
more specific in terms of the Oracle implementation. It was neat to hear from three of the large HCM cloud customers um, talk about their experience. And so I thought those um, those that would be interesting to talk through today with you and to share a little bit with you and, and the listeners about um, some, some three specific stories um, from McDonald's, Marriott, and the Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, so those are the three that, that I, I got some stories from. Well, Bonnie, that sounds like a fascinating group there, right? You know, we've got uh, nutrition, uh, <laughs> rest and relaxation, and, um, you know, restoration maybe across those three. That's right. Yeah. So, so common themes for sure. I don't know about that. And, you know, I'm, I'm every single one of them, I'm drawn in to their brand McDonald's because my son actually works there. He's 17 years all old. Right. His first job Marriott. Cause I stay there all the time and the church of, of Latter-day Saints, because I know a lot of people of that faith. And certainly I, I know their story as well. So really three interesting brands with very diverse type of employees, all global, all huge companies, um, and all on the Oracle HCM uh, me platform. Okay. Um, so uh, in fact, the Church of Latter-day Saints um, has been on the, the Oracle me platform for I think just four months. So they're a brand new customer, but each one of those McDonald's and, and Marriott as well have recently gone through an implementation and, um, you know, in each one of them on the cloud product with, you know, hundreds of thousands of global employees. So they, these are not small projects by any stretch. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie, could, did you say all three are using the Oracle Me? Yes. Could you just mention a little bit about what that is? Because I don't think it's as well known as some of Oracle's mainstream solutions. For sure. And, um, and the Oracle Me platform is the Oracle HCM, so the HR software product, cloud-based, um, as part of the Oracle uh, suite. And it's been sort of reimagined within the last year to incorporate um, all sorts of like modern HR practices, things like, um, you know, skills and um, you know, development and really putting the employee experience at the forefront of the product. Um, so Oracle Me is a, is a bit of a new naming convention for the cloud product where they've reimagined the employee journey in human resources. Interesting perspectives. And I, again, I think, Bonnie, you know, as you point out that it shows an evolution on Oracle's part, getting more out toward, on the one stage, the customers at the corporate level, and then the users on the corp on the customer side very much so very much so and you know the integration between the employee and the customer relationship within you know a, a, the the solution i think um you know certainly there's a, there's a lot of um you know ability to to have a, a full picture of the business and in, in in using both sides of the equation well buddy where do you want to start which which one of those three very big interesting organizations yeah, so I, you know, there's really six major takeaways that that I um, that I, I I mapped out, and number one was from Marriott, where uh, and by the way, these are these are HR leaders who were a integral part of the HR implementation process that I'm speaking about. So the um, you know the the HR leader at Marriott really recommended to take advantage of a clean slate. They looked at their implementation 
as the opportunity to reevaluate everything that they did. And, um, you know, it's really starting at the that sort of questioning phase um, helped them, um, you know, map out the blueprint for the Oracle technology implementation. But what they said is, is, you know, this is a business project, not so much a tech project. Our other technology enables us to reimagine how we want the employee experience to be. Um, and so they rethought the way that they did recruiting, the way they paid people, the way they provided benefits. And it allowed them to approach um, capacity in a different light and really enable, um, I think, a, a lot of um, you know, less friction in their workflows is what they said. Um, they recommended, you know, during that process of re, you know, re-looking at process, um, to make sure that people feel empowered to challenge the system. Um, you know, as you're looking at what was done in the past, you know, it's important to have multiple difference, you know, or multiple points of uh, opinion and folks weighing in on, um, you know, saying, hey, I don't think that we need to continue to do it the same way that we've done this 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, bring in multiple points of view because that in the end is going to make a system that um, is is modernized and, and really applicable to a larger portion of your workforce. And certainly their recommendation um, on this area as well was the less customization, the better. So, you know, certainly a Marriott with as enormous as they are and global, um, you know, and regionalized is going to probably need some customization, but the less that they can do, um, the better. And they recommended that to to everyone there. What do they, Bonnie, they use the term more like customization or uh, configuration as opposed to customization? That's right. Yeah. So you can, in the cloud-based system, you can configure the system, but that allows you to sort of have guardrails around what you're doing. In terms of customization, that is saying, okay, well, we want to do something completely out of the box with this particular set of fields or screens. So, you know, let's have, um, you know, our consulting group help us re-engineer this whole thing. The problem with that is every time you go through an upgrade, um, you have to redo that customization again. So the less of that you can do, the better. Yeah. It's, it's easier to support in the long run. Um, you know, the second insight was from McDonald's and, um, you know, what this HR leader said is we did not do everything perfect, but we learned. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that um, they recommended was to identify personas within the system and create journey maps. Mm -hmm. And they identified um, the top 10 moments that mattered. Um, in the employee, you know, journey and focused on those. Um, they recommended don't focus just on Oracle, focus on your preparation, then do, then close the loop. So that was their recommendation there. Um, you know, what they had said was, is the user experience was key given the varying demographic. And, um, you know, it was important for them to identify, you know, even their employees in the store, my 17 year old son, how is he gonna interact with that application? 
and understand how the impacts of what HR is rolling out is going to affect the day-to-day -day employees and to get their input in the process as well. So identify who are my who are my different types of persona in the system and then establish a tiger team that can um, provide feedback and you know again like challenge the system like I said before you know, give their real feedback. Hey, that's never going to work with the type of work that I have to do. Um, so identify those personas. Well, I mean, I think that's really interesting because uh, even before, you know, the changes in the, the labor market and finding workers over, that has intensified so dramatically over the past couple of years, the uh, fast food restaurants like McDonald's had a challenge about you know, finding the right employees, they're there for a short time, often change jobs and all. So it's interesting, instead of just trying to go with a, a one size fits all that they're developing, you know, as you described it, these 10 different personas mapped then to a career journey. Not everybody's going to follow that, but for some people they will. And it seems like another hook that the company can bring in to show those employees that they're highly valued. And should they choose to go in that direction, there are career opportunities. That's right. That's right. And, you know, they really sought to use the technology to help improve and make uh, McDonald's a better place to work because of that. So how can they um, enable communication better with the rank, you know, with the, the you know, and the employee who's at a cash register? Um, you know, how can they make the system um intuitive enough that they don't have to do training. And so that was another thing that they recommended was, um, you know, communication and change management is pivotal, whereas training is secondary. Ah. And so many um, people, you know, are focused on, well, how do we do employee training? How do we get everybody to use the system versus rethinking the way that the system operates and putting in application help um, that is like sort of just in time. And that was for them really important, not necessarily the training, um, you know, certainly communication was a piece of that, but providing in application help and training just in time training was more important to them than, you know, a global rollout of, of some sort of, um, how to use our HR system. Very interesting. Very good. Great leap forward for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, Church of, of Latter-day Saints, um, really interesting insight from them. Um, and they said, you know, the HR leader said, having a great employee experience doesn't mean that we have to do everything for the employee, you know? And when you think about great service, to some extent, it's of course that you, you know, go above and beyond to provide great service and are a one-on-one -on -one interaction that doesn't necessarily lead to a great employee experience because maybe a great employee experience is designing a process and the system to work so that they don't ever have to contact HR and empowering the employee to take charge of their own career and you know to be able to make changes um, anytime, anywhere, on any device that they have. Um, and you know, in the past, their HR team provided service by doing it for the employee now there it's a change of um you know paradigm in terms of you know now it's giving the employees access and empowering them to take uh take control of their career and take control of their information yeah 
again, very interesting, right? The, you know, uh, the, the, the shifting almost like mindset there, Bonnie, that, you know, HR, we're here for you. What do you need? We'll do it. Well, nope. Self-service is, you know, a better way to go. It, it allows people to do what they do. And I think it probably gives the HR organization a chance then to elevate what they're doing, right. You know, to, go out and help establish those skill programs and other things that are so essential. And, you know, by having things like, um, you know, skills and, um, you know, internal mobility built within the system, that means that they can scale that, um, you know, th that infrastructure to, you know, all 100,000 employees. Um, versus, you know, they can't do that to all of their employees. Sure, they might have, you know, their top talent that they have a specific program for. This allows them to provide that advantage of internal mobility and training and development to everyone that yeah. touches their system, um, which is, again, it's different than what systems were available and able to do in the past. Well, and Bonnie, if I just looking ahead to your next point too, it's interesting because what you talked about before with McDonald's that training needs to take a backseat to change management. And now that comes up again in one of your examples where you talked about the change champions. I haven't heard that term before, but it's a good one. Yes. And, um, you know, and this was both the Church of Latter-day Saints and McDonald's established a tiger team internally. And that tiger team is um, made up of HR and business change champions. Those are the internal, uh, you know, people from every functional role, from the, you know, uh, frontline employee all the way through mid-level management, all the way through executives. Those, those, uh, you know, sort of different stakeholders helped HR to get the change out there. Um, without just it not being an HR project, this became a, a full business then uh, project because it crossed functional areas. Um, and that Tiger team, um, and this was, I think, uh, the McDonald's who said they had three to four calls per day. And the advantage of being on the Tiger team is that um, they gave them at work certification. And, um, but those people then were, critical during the go live to help HR really get the message out and be, um, you know, have the ability to identify with the various stakeholders, depending on what their function was. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. You're great, Bonnie. So, you know, again, like you said, three very different organizations, but all looking at their people and how they engage with their people in very different ways. For sure. And, and, and I think, you know, point number five, role clarity is important. Marriott specifically, I think, you know, voiced a lot of, of knowledge around here, but all three organizations um, felt like it's very important to um, understand how the team is going to be in the future in the cloud, because the, the team infrastructure and what they are responsible to do in, in a cloud environment is very different than, you know, with the, the, the legacy systems. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was a spectrum of responses, some good and some bad. And, um, you know, they had some of their staff say, well, what am I supposed to do now that I'm no longer responsible for this? You know, what is my job? Is my job going away? So there's this fundamental question about, 
you know, asking the team, what are you going to do with that extra capacity? How is your role going to uh, be augmented in the future now that you no longer have to be, you know, uh, the HR support line call, um, you know, person and, yeah. and, you know, how are you going to now enable employees to help serve themselves? All, all those type of critical questions, um, you know, are really important and it's important to address some of the angst that the team might have with, well, I'm helping to get this project off the ground and then I'm going to be out of the job. So, you know, understanding that there's going to be those concerns and addressing that stuff head on. And then, Bonnie, I think, you know, with the final point, I suppose everybody likes to get paid, right? But it's not that easy. It, no. So payroll is a beast. And all three of them, as soon as you mentioned payroll, it was like they were cringing. And it was like a palpable sound in the room. Like all, all the other customers are like payroll. And it is the worst. It's a, it's very challenging, especially when you have as many employees that as, as all of them do, even if you didn't have that many employees, so payroll, um, you, you mess up payroll and um, it doesn't matter how great your HR system is, um, you know, nobody's going to like it. So, um, you know, the, the overall sentiment there is it's not easy. It's highly complex um, and a not easy, an easy target to hit. So, you know, maybe use the potential of staggering the implementation of payroll and moving your payroll uh, solution after your HR systems are put in place as opposed to trying to do everything all at once. Because if something goes wrong with payroll, doesn't matter how great your skills application is at your open enrollment, um, because everybody's gonna remember, well, you screwed up my, my check. <laughs> Very true. So, Bonnie, you know, uh, again, with your uh, level of expertise and all from, uh, you know, what you do as founder of Raven Intel, what are, you know, what do you sort of take as the 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 sort of high level counsel that you would give to organizations based on what you learned from these three? Yeah, I, and I think the, the the biggest takeaway was to look at these transformations or, you know, moving um, systems, HR implementations, their HCM implementations, they're referred to as more of a business project than a technology project. And don't put the cart before the horse. Start with rethinking process and understanding those moments that matter in the customer life cycle, I'm sorry, the employee life cycle, as well as the employee journey. And, um, you know, through the personas. So understand those things first and then worry about wiring up the system. Because if you worry about wiring up the system to get it good enough to go live on a certain date, but don't really think through some of those other critical foundations, um, you know, a new solution isn't gonna get you anywhere, uh, whether it's in the cloud or, you know, it's, it's, it's not gonna do anything for you if you don't have those fundamentals cared for first. To look at this first as a business um, transformation that's enabled by an Oracle, um, you know, technology in this case. Uh, great stuff, Bonnie. Well, thank you. This has been, uh, you know, a, a romp across three very different sort of organizations, but all confronting, you know, somewhat similar sorts of challenges that are here today. They're not going to go away. Uh, and um, thank you for, you know, putting this all in some pretty uh, compelling perspectives here that everybody can can build upon. 
It's my pleasure. I wish we could do these uh, conferences every month, right, Bob? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, be careful, don't say that out loud, Bonnie. They might hear that, and we'll, they'll they'll pop up every month. Um, but Bonnie, great to see you. Thank you for uh, thank you as always for this, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks so much for having me. Bye bye. Thanks, Bonnie. And folks, thanks to you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. That is Bonnie Tinder, CEO and founder of Raven Intel. You can find out all about the uh, great research and insights Bonnie and her company have at ravenintel.com. We'll see you next time.